Good to have you back. Looking for a great gift idea? You got a barbecue lover in your life? Somebody that uh, likes rubs and sauces and hot sauces and stuff? That's our friends at Burn Pit Barbecue. BurnPitBBQ.com. That is BurnPitBBQ.com. And they are veteran-owned. They're based right here in the state of Wisconsin, and they are so, so good. And one of the uh, the better run and growing companies uh, in, the, in the country when it comes to veteran-owned companies. And they're great people, but they have gift boxes right now. So if you're looking for something for the barbecue or the griller in your life, that is the way to go. And you can order it today, and they'll ship it out tomorrow. That is BurnPitBBQ.com. Again, BurnPitBBQ.com. BurnPitBBQ.com. Good, good stuff. Uh, 877-867-1670, that's the way to get a hold of us should you choose to do so. Mike Clemens coming up here in about 15 minutes, so stay tuned for that. In the meantime, you got the Packers today, uh, tonight, on the road in week 14 as it concludes with the uh, Monday night doubleheader. The Packers are taking on the Giants, and the, the, by the way, in the Meadowlands, and immediately following the game, we have the Green and Gold postgame show. New York has won each of its last two games over the Washington Commanders and New England Patriots, which some are then outside hoping that maybe after the 2-8 and eight start to the season that maybe they have found something real in Tommy DeVito, who's an undrafted free agent rookie quarterback. And each of the last couple of games have actually played pretty well. The Giants announced that uh, the homebody quarterback, so to speak, will start in Week 14 even after Tyrod Taylor is coming back from injury. Tyrod Taylor going to be the backup. Now, the Packers, winners of three straight over the Chargers, the Lions, and the Chiefs in that order. And in the meantime, Jordan Love, he's been impressive, throwing eight touchdowns, no picks, and the recent outing has inspired hope in Green Bay that, uh, or all throughout Packer Nation, that they have won again, once again managed to hit on a starting quarterback, but more so than anything, that the Packers could be a legit contender for the postseason. So some of the predictions right now, the Arizona Republic says Packers 28-18. They get a win tonight. Uh, Sports Illustrated fan side says the Packers know the key to stopping the Giants is to contain uh, Saquon Barkley, and uh, he's a guy that can beat you. Monday night's game could be a prime letdown spot for the Packers after the big win over the Chiefs. However, we expect them to keep attacking the positive. Draft Kings says lay the points for the Packers Monday night. The Giants, significant underdogs in both wins. But Tommy DeVito uh, stuck it to the sports books. Uh, the Packers have been a three-point underdog or larger in the last three wins. They were predicted to lose by a touchdown in each of the last two, but beat two playoff contenders by more than a touchdown. DeVito running pure, but the Packers are clean. Uh, they're nice and tidy. Take the Packers. NFL Spin Zone says Packers 23, Giants 16. ESPN says the Packers are heavy favorites to win on the road. 72.8% out of the analytics says the chance of the visiting team coming into New Jersey. They lead the Giants 27% chance to actually win their third straight. And the Packers and the Giants Monday night injury news, as we all know, uh, Jay Alexander out, Darnell Savage out. Uh, so it looks like some of those guys out of the secondary still not going to be back. And uh, Aaron Jones trying to come back. But, again, I don't think I'd be playing Aaron Jones in this contest because of that turf. Coming off of that MCL sprain, off that turf in the Meadowlands, no, nah, I'm not going to be doing that at all. not going to play him in this one at all if I don't have to. 877-867-1670, 877-867-1670. Give us a shout again, 877-867-1670. A couple other pieces of news and notes. Um, 
the anger yesterday, uh, coming out of yesterday, with Patrick Mahomes and being upset at the officiating. And for the most part, I can understand it. It is a a call that really the penalty itself did not dictate the outcome of the play, of the game, so to speak, because you left yourself with the ability for an official to throw a flag and, again, cost you a ball game. Kadarius Tony did not have a good game. He had drops. Fans were booing him. And then ultimately when he finally does, which I, I thought was interesting because on Good Morning Football, they were talking about Kadarius Tony in that final play where Travis Kelsey catches the pass, throws the pitch to Kadarius Tony. Tony then takes it into the end zone, and it all gets called back. They'd have won the game, most likely, uh, or at least uh, would have taken the lead at that point for sure. And then, you know, you would have given about a minute, 30, minute 40, back to Josh Allen to take it down the opposite direction and possibly put them in the end zone. So the game wasn't completely solidified. However, they're upset with Kadarius Tony because lining up in the neutral zone. But also, don't forget, he, he the, the, Patrick Mahomes didn't throw him the football. And he was kind of, I, I guess the term they used was loafing down the field until all of a sudden he realized Patrick or uh, Travis Kelsey was looking in his direction to throw the pass, and then he catches the pass and takes it into the end zone. It was the lackadaisical attitude, lining up offsides, and the fact that he was loafing down the field that actually made him uh, an eligible receiver because he should have been downfield ahead of the play, blocking in front rather than loafing out back. So I know Andy Reid uh, was upset with the officiating, and I, I understand it, but look, the official made the right call, and from what everybody says, uh, you know, you can look over to the official. It's kind of the unwritten rule. You know, you check in as a wide receiver, you look in to see where you're at in, in alignment with the football, and then you look out to the uh, official and you kind of look at them and give them a thumbs up or whatever, and they'll kind of either say, hey, step back a couple, or you're okay, or give you know, whatever. But he never did that. He just focused on the ball, where he was, which was his fault. But I, the other thing here is, you know, when officials don't throw the flag and don't do their job, people get bent out of shape, okay? And when people, when, when, when the officials do their job and do call a legit play, he was offsides. He lined up offsides. It wasn't like they waited until after the play culminated to then throw the flag and take the touchdown away from, from Kansas City. No. Like, you could see immediately the snap of the ball, and as Patrick Mahomes is dropping back, the flag is already in the air. Okay? They don't owe it to either team to tell you your alignment. And Kadarius Toney never even looked over to check with the official to see if he was li- with the line judge to see if he was li- lined up correctly anyway. So it's kind of a moot point. But to get that upset, I get it if you're a Chiefs fan. You're like, look, we got a no call that was really pass interference at the end of the game against the Packers, and they believe that cost them a game. Now they get a call that was made that was a ticky-tack call that ended up costing them a game. And my argument is, had Gadarius Tony been able to hold on to a couple of passes a little bit better, maybe it changes the outcome of the game. You know, had the same thing happened in Green Bay, maybe it changes the outcome of the game. And I still go back to in, in Green Bay that nobody mentions, nobody nationally mentions, is the 15-yard personal foul call that was on Owens for hitting Patrick Mahomes before he went out of bounds when Patrick Mahomes was still in bounds. He was still a legal target at that point, but they threw the flag to protect Patrick Mahomes. You can't have it both ways. And that's the argument that, you know, Chiefs fans are all up in arms about bad officiating like they're, they're gunning for them. 
Well, if anything, they tried to protect Patrick Mahomes on a bogus call and gave him 15 free yards because of it. So it, it's just all this convenient stuff that just people tend to forget or leave out of the story that creates their narrative. But you can't, you, you can't not look at what things have actually transpired, what things have actually t- gone down. I want to feel so, bad for the Chiefs. Go ahead. I, I do. Yeah. I, I do want to feel bad for him. But they brought in Kadarius Toney, who's known for being a bonehead that can't catch. And they brought in MVS, who's known for not being able to catch. Kadarius Toney blew week one because he couldn't catch and he wasn't in the right spot. He blew last night because he wasn't in the right spot. And MVS blew the game against the Eagles a couple nights ago because he couldn't catch. It's not like we didn't know what these guys right. were. They brought these guys in and they're making the mistakes that we all know that they've always made. So I... I don't know. They made their bed to some degree. I, I get the refings frustrated, but these guys suck, Bill. MVS and right. Tony suck. If anything, if I'm Patrick Mahomes, I'm frustrated with the fact that I don't have the guys around me that I used to have. Now, I understand because of salary cap ramifications, Tariq Hill couldn't stay. I get it. But again, this is when you look at a guy like Patrick Mahomes who took the money. You know, what was the cost of taking the money? Losing Tariq Hill. It just is what it is. When you take more than 13, 14, 15% of your team's total salary, certain guys you just can't hang on to. They may have to make a choice. Do we pay Travis Kelsey again, or do we take Tariq Hill, or what do we do? We try to bolster our defense. Chris Jones wants money. I mean, everybody wants money. They paid Chris Jones, paid Travis Kelsey, couldn't afford to pay everybody. Paid Patrick Mahomes a boatload, and uh, and so Tariq Hill was part of that part of that jettison so it is what it is you know but uh look they're still leading the AFC West however however the Kansas City now actually has competition in the West as Denver uh Kansas City's lost two in a row Denver has won what five of their last six and they're starting to actually play better football and believe it or not Denver who was down at one point in time I think Denver was down like like negative 60 something in point differential They've got now they're still in the negative, but they've climbed back to negative twenty-two. They're they're really really trending in the right direction. You can't believe it. Meanwhile, you look at a team like Baltimore. When you look at point differential, Baltimore wins yet again. They're ten and three on the season now. The first team in the AFC to double-digit wins, uh, except for tonight. You've got Miami. Miami could get the double-digit wins, but Baltimore yesterday getting the win. They're now plus one forty-three, plus one forty-three. You got two teams that are better than that in the National Football League. The Dallas Cowboys, who are now on top, they now lead the NFC East by tiebreakers. They are now on top at 188 as well, 10-3. and uh, The Eagles are 10-3, and three, but because of the tiebreakers now, Dallas is now on top. And then San Francisco, which is plus 175, and they, are running away, they have run away and hid with that division, the NFC West. They are 10-3. and three. Everybody else has six wins or less in that division. So... Uh, no, I don't feel sorry for uh, the Kansas City Chiefs at all. They're still in the thick of things, but this whole thing about figuring it out, if you haven't figured it out by by now, chances are you're probably not. This is what you're going to run with in any offseason. You're going to have to go try to figure some things out. 877-867-1670, 877-867-1670. If you want to find us, please feel free to give us a shout. However, coming up after the break, we got our guy, Mike Clemens, going to be joining us, the man, the myth, the legend, and holy moly, who knew that he could play guitar and sing as well? Well, it was an amazing night this past uh, this past Saturday night. Speaking of nights, if you've got a good night coming up and you're looking for a venue to host it in, Northern Lights Event Venue. That's northernlightsevenvenue.com, whether it's a dinner, dinner, 
maybe a wedding or uh, something like a rehearsal dinner, maybe a meeting, a business meeting. Uh, if you got a photo shoot, something like that that you want to do, all of that can take place northernlightseventvenue.com. Northernlightseventvenue.com, right there on the Milwaukee River Riverwalk. It's a beautiful, beautiful setting, a, a terrific, really modern-day-esque type of place uh, that's going to give you all different types of ambiance. It really, really is. Northernlightseventvenue.com. Again, northernlightseventvenue.com. Mike Clemens joins us next on the Bill Covering Wisconsin sports like a blanket, this is The Bill Michael Show on the Wisconsin Sports Zone Radio Network. Ho, 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 I need new windows. Maybe it's cold outside. So where do I go? Ho, ho. Come on, Santa. Go to Pella Windows and Doors of Wisconsin. Now is the time to replace your leaky windows and doors. You and Mrs. Claus can get your new windows while putting no money down, no payments, and no interest for up to 18 months. Unwrap this gift now, but pay for it later. More jingle that stays in my pocket. That's right, Santa. Plus, our elves install year-round and in as little as one day. Pella offers lines in luxurious wood to fiberglass and vinyl. Why not make a New Year's resolution today? That's the spirit, Santa. Pella now, pay later. (laughs) Absolutely. Put no money down, no payments, and no interest for up to 18 months. But you have to hurry. Offer ends December 31st. Schedule your free consultation today at PellaWI.com. Certain restrictions apply. See show for details. Offer ends 1231-2023. Obviously, um, just to get rolling and get back on a, a win streak right now has been huge just for the team um, and for myself. But um, I think more than anything, it's just giving us that confidence. Um, and let's go out there and play free, play fast. But uh, obviously... I think things are starting to come together for us. And we're executing plays and just playing at a high level right now. Welcome back to the program. And there you go, Jordan Love. Bring in the man, the myth, the legend, who wowed everybody on Saturday night at the, uh, the Ugly Sweater Party. I never, ever knew he had that. And you can watch it uh, if you want to go back and watch it on the Facebook fan page. You can. Mike Clemens now joining us after his rendition of Peaceful, Easy Feeling on Saturday night, which blew us all away. Mike, I had no clue you know how to play guitar. Dude, I've told you during the long drives to Green Bay when we've talked about, you know, in your early days before you got in the showbiz, that, you know, when you owned a bar and you did this and did that. Yeah. I, I, there was a period there. Uh, that I got really good at the guitar, and I, I and also I found a buddy that could sing the high parts, and we did everything from the Eagles to Sticks to uh, America to James Taylor and stuff like that, and I I got pretty good at it. But then, and I ran into some friends that actually have become musicians since college and done very well. One guy, Paul Seabar, popular down in uh, Milwaukee, Robin Pluer. I couldn't write songs. And I, I'd gotten into you know Channel Four in Milwaukee and the and the Milwaukee Journal Sentinel and and pretty soon I thought okay I'm like 22 23 I'm gonna maybe I should pay attention to the day job and yeah stop stop playing the clubs but it was very nice of Rick and those guys to let me stand up there in the band and and it was the bourbon Bill it was the bourbon that, that got to me <laughs> I, I said you come shuffling over with these little skinny eyes and you go I'm gonna play the guitar. I said, okay, go for it. I'm going to play the guitar. I, okay. I just wanted to make sure. You know, it was like cover me because, you know, if if it was really bad, then you could just give me the hook and 
go on with your party. I, I was I was blown away. I you know even doing the bad. That's man, that was great. What a fun time. Thank you, thank you, because that was the best Christmas party ever. And man, did I need that break. And so did about a hundred other friends that you had there. So I wanted to talk right. about a little drama we had here over the weekend, and that is Jair Alexander. Uh, he's been limited in practice. He's been out a month when he jacked up his shoulder trying to deflect a pass against the Rams. Now, this goes along with the games that he missed early in the year with uh, the, the back injury that happened when he banged into a tight end during practice, friendly fire. And, you know, he keeps reminding you that he's the elite corner of the league, that he's the best corner in the league. And he doesn't even mind when reporters say, gee, you know, you're getting paid $21 million a year. You've been out a month. I mean, how bad is this? What are you doing? So we talked to him about this uh, yes, uh, on Saturday before they got on the plane. Nah, big dog. You know, if I'm able to play, then I'm going to play. Is it, is it range of motion, pain, all those things? Mm, really, you know, functionability. A little bit of all of them, honestly. That kind of underrated how important like shoulder mobility is for a corner just thinking about getting your hand in there and break up yeah definitely i mean you know you know especially when you're talking about elite corners you know it's a it's a it's a tough one to battle mike now you know our 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 friend gary ellerson had stated that he didn't think that jay ever wanted to be in green bay which that suddenly became a story topic and uh, you know obviously was brought up today on this program and you're there every day. You tell me, does Jair, I mean, it seems like, uh, you know, from the things that I've heard, it seems like he just wants to get back out in the field. Yeah, well, it's like this. This guy, you know, he's funny. He's kind of a clown. He's got, you know, rock star ability himself as like an entertainer. And so, you know, he stops. He, he says, okay, I'll talk to you all. Just a second. And then he goes to his uh, his locker and opens up and he finds uh, this belt that he's got, championship belt. Then he goes a couple locker rooms down and there's another belt that he knows one of his teammates has got. And he finds his you know famous now white, famous white sunglasses and he puts on these two belts over you know a bare chest and then he puts on the sunglasses like okay. But you know as he kind of got into this, it's like this is sad, man. You, you've missed four games. You keep calling yourself the number one corner in the league, but you haven't played much this year. And it's just kind of silly, you know, that he's got that stuff out. The one time he got really serious with us was right after Sewell Douglas got traded. So, anyway, we said to him, all right, you're getting paid $21 million a year. You are the payest corner in the NFL. Is there pressure to get you back out there to play? Uh, I mean, there's always pressure. There's always pressure, you know, but – uh. You know, I think, uh, you know, I just, I'm the type of person I always want to put my best foot forward, you know. So I feel like if I can't put my best foot forward, then it's just tough to be even be out there, you know. You know, which I understand, look, if you, it's tough to be out there if you can't play your best. Uh, you know, you don't want to go out and just get burned and suddenly become kind of a punchline. But then again, at some point, you know, all the other guys are looking at you saying, when are you going to come back? You're making a ton of money. In the meantime, they're not missing you a whole lot. I mean, Carrington Valentine and Valentine and a lot of guys that didn't have names even on this squad early on in, our, in the forefront of our minds are playing pretty well, and they're winning games without you. And the energy of Carrington Valentine. Well, as we were talking to Jair, around the corner I could hear this stuff going on, and I leaned back, 
and in the auxiliary, in the auxiliary locker room, Carrington Valentine has got a practice squad, and he's practicing his interception celebration. <laughs> you know? Wow, yeah. Do you, do you remember the energy that Kabir had? Yep. Okay. Yep, he would, uh, that, he would walk through there just kind of like letting everybody know that, uh, you know, whatever he was doing was going on. Yeah, times that by five. That wow. I mean, This kid is the Energizer Bunny. I don't know if he wears people out yet or what, but he has so much energy. And we asked Jair, what, has he been surprised that a seventh-round pick like Carrington Valentine has played this well at corner? Well, I tell him the only reason why he didn't go higher in the draft is because he went to Kentucky. <laughs> so that's it, really. I mean, now he's here, and now he's even playing field. I mean, he's balling. Man, it's been amazing. You know, I'm, I tell him all the time, I'm living vicariously through Karen. So, you know, so when he make a play, I make a play. You know, I'm always celebrating that. It's just good to see him. Huh? Man, that dude playing with some swag, man. He, Yeah, he, you know, he's going to be one of the next best corners in the league. He got some swag somewhere. Got some sw- and he does. He's got that swagger. I mean, if he can play well and you can get Jair back, first of all, you're going to have two corners with a ton of attitude that are going to be playing for you. And who knows? Maybe they can develop in a really good secondary. But, again, you've know, you got to be available. Jair Alexander's missed all these games since the Rams game. I think that's four now uh, with a, quote, shoulder injury. But we don't know any more than that. Is it an AC joint sprain? I, I, don't, I don't know. Is it a fracture? You know, we don't know. We don't know. But then Matt LaFleur came out with this injury report, and I was kind of sitting there in the front row, and we discussed this. Here's, here's what he said. Man, I don't, hey, I don't, I don't learn a lot, just especially from me not really being hurt until this injury came and then now sidelined me for over a year. Uh, it just done taught me patience, just taught me growth, it done taught me a lot of little things where I just sit back and I don't learn so many things. Like, uh, Sewell, man, man, that was one of the biggest things for me to it. Like, Sewell, just watching how Sewell go on throughout his day, go on throughout uh, him being here, like, first one, I mean, not even, yeah, first one in, last one to leave, like, any little time you catch Sewell, like, he was always here. So just, like, some of the little things that I watched from him and just done learned from over these past, like, year. Okay, there you that, go. That was uh, that was Eric Stokes. That was, that Eric was not Stokes. Matt Lafleur. Yeah, that was Eric Stokes, uh, and, and you know th- that kid, you know, came from. I told you a year ago at this time, he's in a wheelchair after that knee and ankle injury he suffered at right. Ford Field against the Lions, and you know he's always been a, a guy of speed. It'll be interesting to see. Now he uh, is going to be uh, eligible to play tonight. Jair is out. And if we have the Matt LaFleur injury report from yeah. Saturday, here's how that went. Out will be Christian Watson, Doubtful, uh, Quay Walker. Questionable will be Jair, Aaron Jones, Darnell Savage, and Eric Stokes. So is there a chance that Stokes could play? Yeah, potentially. And he was used as special teams last time he was out, right? Yeah, uh, but he's he's obviously had more practice, so um, but we'll, we'll kind of – weigh all our options and make a decision on Monday. When we talk to Jair, he likes to have fun with us, you know, sunglasses and props and things like that. But it's got to have been a frustrating year. How is he when you talk to him about how this last couple of months is going? Yeah, I mean, I think we're all frustrated about it, to be honest with you. But it is what it is. Um, Very short answer from Matt LaFour. What did you make of that, Mike? It sounded like he just didn't want to talk about it. I, you know... 
I, it, it seems like there's something there, doesn't it? It seems like yeah. there might be something there. So here's the deal. Um, just before they get on the plane, they put out a press release. Yeah, uh, Jair Alexander out for the game. So they had him questionable the day before. Uh, we don't know. We don't know. In the meantime, you've not only had a great performance from your draft pick, Corey Ballantyne, but a guy that you picked up off the street in this uh, – I'm sorry, in, in, in Carrington Ballantyne, but Corey Ballantyne on the other corner – that's been filling in for Stokes. He was drafted by the Giants four years ago, and he's had stops at the Jets, the Lions, the Falcons, and the Cardinals, where he worked with Greg Williams, your defensive back coach, who, by the way, you know, after replacing Jerry Gray, I think Greg Williams has done a heck of a job with the secondary, don't you? Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I mean, because just about anybody that's been plugged in has played pretty well. I mean, they picked on Valentine early, but then, boy, after two games, he really has come around. Born in Montego Bay, Jamaica, 27 years old, and he gets to Green Bay, and he's put out there every night as, with this winning defense. And I think it's the pass rush that's really made the difference. But we asked Greg, Greg Williams what he's been getting out of Corey Ballantyne. Like, like I said, I had Corey for such a short period of time in Arizona, and I want to say he came in in the middle of the season. And so didn't get a chance to truly – get him all the information because you're in the middle of the season. I was trying to give him all the fundamentals, trying to get him, but he was on the practice squad. So now coming here and actually getting him, getting him from square one, having him in the spring and then having him through training camp. And the one thing I talked about with Corey being a pro, Corey is going to take the information. He's going to try to apply it on the field. Corey's going to, he's going to try to execute the way you execute it. He's going to try to play the techniques that you're asking them to play. And any advice that you have to help him on any coverage or any technique, he's gonna he's gonna use it to try to benefit uh, to try to benefit what he's doing physically on the field. And a guy that does that to see him able to put it together and and, and play on Sundays and, and have a bit of success. And to me, it's 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 not really a shock because I see the work he puts into it, and he's always open. You can the one thing Corey, Corey wants you to coach him. Corey wants you to tell him what he can do better. He loves clarity, you know. So you just have to give it to him straight and and let him go out there and, and be the athlete that he is. So the fact that he mentally can handle it and apply it, I think that's what made him kind of special and, and has, has gotten him to where he is right now. Coming up after the game tonight, the Green and Gold postgame show live after the Packers and the Giants square off. we got more with Mike Clemens coming up. And as always, Mike Clemens brought to you by the Bay Motel in Green Bay. Quiet, cozy, comfortable, just a mile from Lambeau and perfect for a family stay. And uh, the Bay Family Restaurant featuring homestyle cooking seven days a week. That's the Bay Motel on South Military Avenue in Green Bay. Call them today for reservations, 920-494-3441, 920 494 3441 or go online at baymotelgreenbay.com. That's baymotelgreenbay.com. More with Mike Clements coming up. Right? Covering Wisconsin sports like a blanket, this is the Bill Michael Show on the Wisconsin Sports Zone Radio Network. There was the pull in the arm, so that's either side of the coin. It works out for the pack for the Chiefs. Welcome back. The Packers, defensively speaking, last week, holding Patrick Mahomes to a sub-80 
sub-80 quarterback rating. One touchdown and that pick there to Keyshawn and Nixon. This portion of the program brought to you by our friends at Point Brewing. Brewing excellence since 1857. The snow pilot is out. Pick it up at your local beverage depot stores, and it is good stuff, really good stuff. That, Cider Boys, all the stuff that has to, that goes along with Point Brewing. Stevens Point, Wisconsin, since 1857. Mike Clemens joining us on the hotline. And, Mike, you know, you had mentioned that the secondary has been a little bit of the benefactor of a good pass rush. Well, DeVito has, in the last two games, has taken 15 sacks. So you're kind of hoping that the Packers' defensive front is able to put a more pressure on DeVito and continue to get after him and maybe the secondary comes up with a couple more picks themselves. Yeah, it's been the problem for Dable all year in that line, and, you know, Daniel Jones uh, gone now. Um, DeVito's an interesting character, though. He's got, he's got that city by, you know, by, this, by their throats right now. They just love him, this kid yeah. from New Jersey. So you wonder if Keyshawn Nixon come up, can come up with another big play like he did, which was essentially the dagger against the Chiefs when he picked off that slightly overthrown ball that Patrick Mahomes had. And, you know, it's no surprise that when you talk to Greg Williams, who we don't get to talk to some of these position coaches as often as it seems like we did in the past, um, but you kind of get a little, you know, a little glimpse behind the door about a guy like Keyshawn Nixon playing at the nickel and his preparation for games this year. But Keyshawn, he's, he's another guy that puts in time. Keyshawn is here every Wednesday night. He's here every Wednesday night, you know, with, in, in, uh, in Justin Hood's office for an hour uh, from 8 to 9 at night after we've gotten done game planning for the night. But he's in, I'm talking about every Wednesday religiously. So he puts that time in as far as watching tape and, 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 and uh, taking the reps and, and things of that nature. So he, uh, he, he knew it, you know, and we always talk about hitting your pitch. You know what I mean? When you, when you study something and you see something and you have a chance to hit your pitch, when, when you see all the stars align and you see that it's going to be a fastball on the left part of the plate, some choke up on the bat and, and take a swing at it. And that's what he did. And he was able to catch it. And it was a, it was a heck of a catch. You know, Mike, uh, I can't help but go back a little bit. I mean, even though Keyshawn Nixon and Valentine and Valentine and guys are playing well in the secondary, you keep waiting for Jair to come back. And, you know, and if he's not back, then what is he doing? Is he working with younger guys? Is he also studying along the way? Is he picking up nuances? I mean, you know, what are they kind of expecting of him as the rumors continue to swirl and continue to grow, so to speak? Right. And another guy, Bill, is like uh, linebacker Devondre Campbell. It's kind of like they've had a couple of these players. It's like, oh, once they got paid, hmm, how about that? They missed six weeks with a, quote, ankle or something. Well, then you also find out now it's a high ankle sprain, and the guy's, you know, he can't be more frustrated than anybody else about it. And we played that interview that we finally got with Devondre Campbell about two, three weeks ago. And so, you know, you're talking to Joe Barry. He's got he's to field this team, and yet he's keeping these opponents to 20 points or under. Uh, most weeks. So the only time that they kind of got blown out was the game at home against the Lions. And so Joe Barry, we asked him the other night, is too much expected of injured players like Jair Alexander to be out a month with a shoulder injury? You know, I, I think you got to, it's obviously, it's a it's a case-by-case case individual. Uh, every, every single thing's different. But, you know, I know, you know, I know Rashawn Gary, came back from an ACL, at, you know, when, when no one thought he would right at about nine months, you know, I, I thought that, that was one of the most impressive things that I've seen. 
you know, I can't remember if I shared this with you guys. Um, we're in Detroit on Wednesday night before the Thursday night game, and, you know, Devondre Campbell can barely lift his arm, and he's got, you know, a masseuse meeting him down in the lobby, you know, an hour before bed check to do some extra work on his neck just so he can, you know, potentially have the the ability to play at 12.30 the next day. So, um, yeah, I, I think these guys that we're talking about, when I say these guys, these players, these, these are the definition of competitor. There's not a – I don't believe that there's not a, a guy in that locker room that when he is dinged and does have an injury, he's doing everything humanly possible to get back out on the grass to be able to go play. Not a doubt in my mind with that. So he believes these all these guys, and he didn't lump Jair into that mix, but he believes all these guys definitely want to be back and they want to be there. They're doing everything they can to get back on the field, which would dispel the myth regarding Jair, right? Yeah, and, you know, there is such a thing about uh, bonuses and contracts for playing the games. But, you know, sure. this is, you realize after two or three years into this and the things you see happen to older players, like, wow, I mean, I'm, I'm, my identity is football player. Uh, I'm only going to have so many opportunities, and I've I've got to get back out there. And it's so frustrating for them for all the work that they put in for six months leading up to training camp. Now that well, now that the games are on, they're inactive for a third or fourth week or something. Jerry Montgomery is the Packers' defensive line coach, and I think the pass rush for the Packers has really been kind of underrated. At least they're getting their quarterback pressure. I think that's why how they're getting through this season. It's not so much what these guys like Ballantyne and Valentine are doing, even though Barry had some you know, strong things to say about their work habits, their study habits as well, uh, coming back in and asking coaches questions, that kind of thing. But Jerry Montgomery, I asked him about that one crazy play against the Detroit Lions uh, early in the game where Jared Goff and the Lions, they're down at about their 16 or 17-yard line, I believe, and I think it was a third down. But uh, Jerry Montgomery lines up. He's got Preston Smith over the right tackle. He's got uh, Quay Walker, who's doubtful for this game, by the way, over the right guard. He's got uh, Brooks, uh, or no, Woodard, the rookie over the center. And then he's got uh, Rashawn, he's got, uh, Rashawn Gary on the outside of the left tackle and Kenny Clark. And the reason I bring that up is, You've got three linebackers on the line and a rookie at nose tackle and Kenny Clark. And it looked like kind of a Swiss Army knife lineup. Uh, but that's resulted in the play where Jared Goff uh, tried to throw, but Rashawn Gary got to him. It was ruled a fumble. And Jonathan Owens at safety scoops and scores with it. And you get a defensive touchdown. And so when you move the chess pieces like that, you're scoring on defense. And I asked Jerry Montgomery about that lineup. Yeah, th th those are... Those are third down looks. Again, we line up multiple different ways, but you know when you're getting into your third down package, you know you align guys certain certain places. Um, sometimes they're for matchups. Sometimes they're for protections, right? So it uh, yeah, it's just one of those deals where we got a one on one and a guy won. And he made a huge play and and 34, you know, just like we practice every day. When the ball's on the ground, it's our ball. So. And until that whistle blows, we keep playing. So that, that was a huge play by 5-2 uh, and 3-4. You know, Mike, uh, one of the other things that we it was talking about a lot last night on the broadcast when Dallas faced uh, the Eagles, 
is this whole the possibility of outlawing the quote tush push or brotherly shove or whatever you want to call it but uh it's you know because defenders are one it's just you know pile against pile basically but the the eagles perfected it to the point where basically all they need is you know eight yards now in their first three downs and the fourth down they're going to pick it up because of the tush push and when they started doing that last year, on their way to the Super Bowl, by the way, I, I thought, this is awesome, because they would get those sideline cameras. And what's the first thing you know if you're a kid playing football is you've got to get your pads lower than your opponent, right? And, mm-hmm. and that's exactly what they're doing. And I was so impressed that Jerry Montgomery, I mean, you know, these guys are usually out there with pads and 300-pound guys hitting each other and working on you know, their, their hands and their they're they're trying to fill their gaps and all that, but it's kind of a repetitive job. But listen how smart this coach is when you ask him about the tush push and, and defending it. Well, to be honest with you, who's the one team that stopped them last year? Kansas City, I don't know. But you guys. Thank you. Thank you. We we, we did. Right? So um, I can't remember. It, it's it's tough. It's tough, but you know, if you can substitute and get the right people in there, it's tough. But but the one thing that they have the advantage of, and, and you guys may know, may know this, you may not, their left tackle was a former rugby player. What they do is a rug, rugby scrum. Okay? That's exactly where it came from, and that's how it was. Right? It's a rugby scrum. And then their quarterback is a six or 700-pound squatter. You got the best center in the league, Okay, massive guard in Dickerson, and those guys were taught how to rugby scrum, and 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 that's what it is. So it's tough. So unless you're able to get underneath them, it's tough. And a yard, they're going to get it. You just hope they don't get four and five yards like they're getting. I mean, they probably could do it on first and second down, and 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 get a first down in three snaps. So it's it's genius. Credit to them, but. Yeah, we, we were the one team that uh, stopped. As a matter of fact, we caused the turnover. I know once for sure because we caused the, the, the turnover. It was fourth down, and uh, as soon as they fumbled it, you know, a little anticipation there. Interesting stuff. Let's do this. We'll step out. We'll take a quick break. We'll come back and wrap things up. Final segment with Mike Clemens. Then we'll send you off to the game. Packers and Giants coming up later on tonight out of MetLife Stadium. Then after the fact, don't forget the Green and Gold postgame show live right after all the way up until midnight. Stay tuned. We got ready. This is the Bill Michael Show on the Wisconsin Sports Zone Radio Network. Ho, ho, ho. In the window. Maybe it's cold outside. So where do I go? Oh, oh. Come on, Santa. Go to Pella Windows and Doors of Wisconsin. Now is the time to replace your leaky windows and doors. You and Mrs. Claus can get your new windows while putting no money down, no payments, and no interest for up to 18 months. Unwrap this gift now, but pay for it later. More jingle that stays in my pocket. That's right, Santa. Plus, our elves install year-round and in as little as one day. Pella offers lines in luxurious wood to fiberglass and vinyl. Why not make a New Year's resolution today? That's the spirit, Santa. Pella now. Pay later. Absolutely. Put no money down, no payments, and no interest for up to 18 months. 
but you have to hurry. Offer ends December 31st. Schedule your free consultation today at PalaWI.com. Certain restrictions apply. See show for details. Offer ends 1231-2023. The way that we practice, the way that we do, go about our meetings, they're the best. Everybody on this team is the best. You know, the defense was awesome. Special teams is great. Offensive line did a great job. Skill players made plays when we need them. Offensively, we need to put some more points on the board. At the end of the day, you got the win. That's all that matters. Welcome back. That's the Giants quarterback, Tommy DeVito, as they've won a few games. Packers are on a streak. Something's got to give. I still think the Packers are the better football team. The lines and odds makers would lead you to believe so as well. Packers not only trying to uh, get a win tonight, but could they do enough to maybe get four the next five or win out and, dare we say it, win the division with the Detroit Lions suddenly falling back down to earth? Mike Clements joining us on the uh, hotline. So, Mike, uh, I mean, tonight handicapping this one, you got to stop Saquon Barkley because obviously the Packers have not been good against the rush. In the meantime, their defense is giving up over six yards of carry to quarterbacks and over four yards of carry to running backs. So, somebody's defense has to step up to win this one tonight. Yeah, but you got Giants fans excited over this 25-year-old quarterback from Livingston, New Jersey. Don Bosco Prep is where he played. And he played a little bit of Syracuse, and he transferred over to Illinois. So he played for Bielema there. And they pick him up, and suddenly they put him in the spotlight, and they've won their last two games. I think it was 10-7 to over the Patriots and the pathetic year that Bill Belichick is having there. But whatever, he's got New York and New Jersey excited. What's that thing where the Italian folks, uh, they pinch their fingers and wave it at you as that A. Pisano kind of thing? You know? Yeah. He does, he does that whenever they think <laughs> He does that to the fans. The guy's been in there for just a couple of games, and he's already got a signature, you know, hand wave. <laughs> and, and then the New York Post hired him the other day to go with their entertainment reporter, and they went and reviewed uh, best uh, Italian places, you know, in, in downtown New York. So right. they got him all fired up. And then in the meantime, you know, you ask Matt LaFleur, okay, you've only got a couple of games of tape of this kid filling in, and it seems like he's, he's got that team rallied. Uh, what do you see on tape about this Tommy DeVito at quarterback? If you give him time, he can make you pay. There's no question. They've got some dangerous receivers with Hyatt and Slayton and, and guys that can really run and take the top off. Obviously, obviously, we all know about Saquon and his ability. I mean, he's an elite back, one of the best in the business. And But, yeah, I think Tommy's done a really nice job going in there and distributing the ball and making off-schedule plays and making some tight window throws. Mike, uh, again, the Giants' defense, uh, they can look good at times, but they also give up quite a few yards on the ground. You can gut them up the middle if, if you're able to do so. Now, the Packers aren't great at running the football, but certainly they've stepped up their game, and with no Aaron Jones, it's going to make it even more difficult to do tonight. Wink Martindale, defensive coordinator, he picks up on tendencies like nobody else. He picked up on that Aaron Rodgers. Let me pick up, pinch my shoulder a little bit, and that tells you if we're going right or going left. And he blocked a pass with his linebacker that Rodgers tried to throw Lazard. It could have been the difference. Instead, the Packers have losing to the Giants in London because of that Giants defense. And so, yeah, LaFleur's always concerned about going about, up against this guy and the Giants. I think their defense, yeah, they present a lot of problems. You never feel easy going against a team that he's coaching and because he knows he can deploy a number of different blitzes and a number of different looks. And 
I'm certain that coming off a bye week as well, I'm sure there's going to be something that they haven't put on tape. That's typically the case. And our guys are going to really have to trust their rules and, you know, in terms of preparing for that. Mike, it'll be a, be a good one tonight. We're going to be on the air immediately following. Hopefully the Packers get themselves a win and continue at least efforting towards a wild card spot via the postseason. But uh, if you had to pick something to – well, by the way, let me – I'm getting a lot of reaction to your guitar, uh, you know, thing the other night. Uh, just check yeah. that out over on the Facebook fan page, by the way. Thank you. Uh, our buddy Justin got it from beginning to end. So, uh, good stuff. But if you got to pick one thing tonight for the Green Bay Packers to win this one, what do they need to do? Uh, don't let that defense take over, you know, the ball security, that kind of thing. And really, I'm anxious to see, does Aaron Jones suit up tonight at running back? And did Jair Alexander make the plane? Tom Pelissero of the NFL Network uh, and Ian Rappaport saying that Aaron Jones unlikely to play tonight. Sounds, that sounds both, about both right. Re- yeah, both, re- both reporting that uh, a little while ago, so it doesn't look like he's going to go. Yeah. Mike, you've always got a singing career if this thing doesn't work out, just an FYI. <laughs> Thank you, Bill, for right, everything. That was so much fun. See you later. <laughs> All right, pal. Talk to you later. Mike Clemens tonight, and uh, don't forget we got him coming up uh, immediately following the game as well. Mike will be doing the reporting for us. Uh, Grant, anything else to add before we get out of here? Well, no singing, no guitar playing. I, I think there Mike's right. If there's one thing that the Packers need to avoid – uh, it's letting that Giants defense start to feel themselves and to let that pass rush start to snowball. Because I think once it starts, it's hard to stop, and we maybe saw that in London last year. Yep, no doubt. Good stuff. And uh, don't forget, coming up immediately following the game tonight, we're going to be back. It's the Green and Gold Postgame Show, and we're going to have all the reaction, all the commentary, Mike Clemens in the locker room, everything regarding the Packers and the Giants coming up immediately following the game tonight. So come right back here. Until then... Good start to a Monday. Time for us to go. Have a going. Boop.